The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, December 8th, which means only one thing. Well, actually, it means two things. One, we're nine days away from the Cure Bowl. And two, it's a pretty great football show. By the way, I feel like that sounds dead now. Like the origin of that sound was brought on by one Manny Diaz at the University of Miami. He is out. Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal. Did you hear Mario Cristobal said, hey, Brian Kelly? Hey, Brian Kelly, hold my beer and did answer some questions in Spanish at his press conference. Like, I mean, well, first off, he is fluent. He's a native of the you know, area. I mean, I know, it's just that funny. seems to be a little more authentic than my family. My family. And I. <laughs> we, did we talk about this last week? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Probably so. Not. I think it happened afterwards. Okay. All right, well, we're yeah. going to talk about that. We'll also talk about the AFC playoffs and um, – and, and some other stuff. But uh, so the Brian Kelly thing, because wait, when we did this show last week, Lincoln Riley had just left. No, but had Brian Kelly had left, hadn't he? Yeah, we talked about Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly had left at that point. But, but we had not seen the my family and I when he faked the Southern accent at the, at the LSU basketball game. So my only question, my, my question to you is, um, well, I mean, I guess two questions. One, do, do, you, uh, do you look at that and think, uh, I'm kind of glad this fake – losers out of my life uh two wait, were you at the, the the press conference were you like up on the stage with the guy the new coach did i see that yeah yeah i, they, I was asked to come in and uh mc the introductory oh, cool. press conference which you know obviously marcus uh, was named the head coach gosh what a five days ago now six yeah. days ago whatever it's been but our president father john jenkins was over in rome when all this was going on so ah. he wanted a chance to come back have more of a formal introduction where we can kind of introduce and really give Marcus, I think, the respect he deserves uh, in, in, you know, taking over this position. So really cool deal. I was really excited to be a part of it. Um, I think you could see, just listen to him talk, why there's so much excitement about what he can, is potentially going to be as a head coach in Notre Dame. So a lot of moving parts still putting together the staff and all that, but a lot of excitement there. And oh, oh, the oh, one, more, one more thing on Notre Dame, though. Um, like, don't you think it's a good idea to just hammer Notre Dame in their bowl game, like whatever the spread is, just because they're going to be like, I mean, aren't they going to come out and play like give every like 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 f you Brian Kelly, we're here for our guy now type of game? I mean, sure, but don't you try to do that every game? I mean, this isn't no, this no, isn't about see- Brian Kelly anymore. It's really not. Like, I think people forgot about him a while ago, and and one of the things, meaning like a week ago when he left, and one of the reasons why they say that is because 
this decision is higher was in large part due to like the players that are there and partially what they wanted, what they've done and what they've accomplished. Like as much as we want to act like, you know, Brian, Brian Kelly's legacy is the winningest coach in their name history. The players are what accomplished that. Sure. They just have to be the guy who's, you know, the title is the coach. And so, you know, Marcus Freeman being hired there had a lot to do with the relationship he's built with them. Um, and so, you know, they, they're not going to be going out there and playing any different than they normally would. Um, okay. It's just trying to take things to another level. I just, the whole video clip of Brian Kelly coming off the way he did is like something I don't know, out of a movie. Like, I'm not even sure what to make of it. Cause what excuses do you use for, for sounding like you have a Southern accent? You've been there for what's 48 hours, 72 You're from hours. Boston. You're from Boston. You've been coaching in yeah. Notre Dame for like 12 years. And all of a sudden you land in Louisiana. It's like when you, um, I, I don't know if, you know, no, you know what it is. It's, it, here's what it is. It's freshman year, right? Everyone goes off to college and you got a few friends. And I, I had a couple, you know, girls who are friends that, that did this, like, now I didn't see them before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We were still playing football, but they, they come you know, everyone comes back before Thanksgiving. They're at the bar. They're like talking to Southern accent. You're going, what? Yeah. Like, you've been there for six weeks. Yeah, like you're faking right. a Southern accent. Like yeah, you yeah. haven't developed a Southern accent in six weeks. Like everyone knew someone from high school that came back to your hometown and did that. That's very similar to what this is like. Or, or like, it, or like just, it comes off. You go and eat in a you go and eat at a Mexican restaurant, you know, and, and your dad's like, uh, like, like no, no, it tries to like do the inflection, or like you're traveling, it does the inflection. Is a way like to it's a to, right. to to assimilate yourself within you know like it's it's a verbal tick I mean, thing. I think it was either that or he was trying to act like he's like speaking in their language so they could understand him. Like. If he just said family, like in a more of a Boston accent, they couldn't understand him. It was, he it also was one said, of the more bizarre things. He I've also seen. said, he goes, I, I haven't even won all my games yet. It's like, first of all, anybody from the South would say ain't there. So, like, like you can't, no way would be like, I have not even won my games yet. He said, like, uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Like, uh, I say, sir, I say. Um, if, but that was such a weird thing to say, too. Like, yeah, you haven't even played a game yet. Like, <laughs> let alone won all your games yet. Yeah. Like, it was okay. just a weird, weird thing. Here's here's my question, the follow-up question. Is it's sort of a two-part question, as all, all my questions are. But um yeah. did did he run this by his family, his family and his wife? Did, like, did he ask his wife, like, hey, I think I'm gonna do this, I think I'm gonna do a little southern accent thing at the intro at the basketball game. Was she like, and if so, was she like, Oh, that's fantastic, Brian. You're killing it. You sound just like everybody down here. And then two after the basketball game and all the mockery that occurred, has he been talking like that since then around his family or on his friends or on his coaches? Is he going to do press conferences like this? Was this a one-off thing or is this going to be personal? We have a rule for the rest of the show. All right. You have to say family every time you you say it. All right. (laughs) So you can try posing that question again, but make sure you say family the proper way moving forward. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. Um, For the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives. (laughs) For the rest of our lives. Our lives. I do declare. (laughs) Um, Mrs. Kelly is a saint. Packy is like coolest, sweetest person ever. Um, I don't know that she would subscribe to that. Um, I, I always think like his father was a politician. So maybe this comes off mm. from that background uh, and understanding that you kind of got to relate to the people you're, you know, going to see and, and, you know, talking politics with. So maybe that had something to do with it. I honestly do not know. And, and I was thinking to myself, like, all right, like maybe he had a few drinks and maybe just his speech slowed down a little bit where if you slow down anyone talking, they can sound Southern, you know, yeah. kind of, slow it down. But then I was thinking to myself, my wife's from Boston. 
And what happens to her when she starts drinking too much? She starts cussing, which is a trait of most people from Boston. <laughs> and she starts to get a Boston accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. She, she starts cussing and has a Boston accent. Like, go box the car. Like, what? Where did that yeah. come from? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's where I was like, so that doesn't even make sense to me because you you figure the Boston accent would have came out. Um, but it it was probably of everything that happened last week in college football. That was the most bizarre thing I think was seeing that clip. I've searched Brian Kelly accent. I've got like I've got like Google News alerts set for it because I need to know. I need to I need to know though the next time he talks to anybody because I want to hear what it sounds like and I need to know if he's continuing to do this and if he's and is he, I, is, he is he is he lead a double life? Is he talking like normal at home and like this in public? I would yeah. be driving insane. I, I want to know how recruits take it because it would come off as really disingenuous to me. Yeah. Like it would come off as like this guy's just trying to you know be a used car salesman. Like that that's how. That's how I would feel. I would not be able to trust anything he said if he's faking an accent just because he's now coaching the South. Like that would be hard to stomach or swallow. I think if you're the parents or if you're a recruit. Now and look, maybe the motivation that it doesn't matter. They're like, I don't care if he fakes whatever he wants, as long as we help win a lot of football games, win a national championship, and I can go to the NFL. It's all that matters to me. You know, you can talk whatever accent you want, uh, as long as we <laughs> accomplish those things. That's right. Uh, all right. Anyway, let's get I mean, to. And by the uh... way, Will. You yeah. being someone from the South, were you offended by that? Like, I always wonder, you know, if, if, especially in this day and age where everyone's sensitive about everything, were you offended by someone who's like from the East Coast, like up North, a Yankee, trying to make an impression of y'all down there in the South? You hear? Uh, I wouldn't say that I was offended. It's sort of like, um, you know, that Seinfeld episode where, um, where it's, uh, I guess it's, it's Brian Cranston, you know, from Breaking Bad is, uh, is the dentist. And uh, he yes. conversed. He conversed. Tight, he, tight. Yeah. yeah, he, he conversed to Judaism, and 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 they're like for and the jokes. Made, for the jokes, and they're like, "Hey, Jerry, are you offended uh, as a as a Jewish person?" He's like, "No, offended as a comedian. <laughs> like, 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 like <laughs> I'm not offended as a Southern person. I'm just, I'm just, I don't, I'm like, I don't know what I'm, I'm offended by someone trying to like, I don't know, I don't know what offends me, but it's like, it's it's just so flagrant. Anyway, we've gone ten minutes into this program and talked about nothing but Brian Kelly's accent, which is fine by Can me. Can we talk about your your patriotic? I know people aren't necessarily watching this. Your patriotic frat boy outfit, though. You got the uh, hat. I believe it's got the rope going across the red it, shirt. Like you can. This you is can a home field shirt. I'm actually wearing an Indiana University home field Hoosier, shirt. Like again, middle America. Like Hoosiers, go Hoosiers. Um, you could literally be a flag. You could be outside on the flagpole of a frat house. Just you waving in the wind with what you're wearing right now. That's how patriotic you are. This is what I wear every day. My hair is just messed up, so I threw on a hat. You just look this fratty every day. That's what you're saying. I'm also wearing uh, wearing joggers, which is, I guess, not quite as fratty, and uh, some slippers because it's, you know. Probably fratty now, to be honest with you. They've gone soft. They they stopped wearing their various topsiders with salmon-colored pants this time of year. So That's right. It's too cold. Too cold for the the salmon-colored shorts to be out there in these streets. Anywho. Uh, speaking of cold, it's pretty cold in uh, Buffalo on uh, on Monday night. I thought that the Bills, you know, we talked about this, of course, we have a, you can listen to the takeaways show uh, in the podcast. I thought the 14-10 Bills victory of the Patriots, the Patriots victory of the Bills, excuse me, was awesome. Like, I enjoyed it. Is that weird? No, I, I thought it was a really fun game to watch because it, it put the scheme and execution uh, kind of on the coaching staff to a degree, but like the level of execution in particular for the Patriots was unprecedented. I mean, they were a one dimensional team. They, they really outside of three pass attempts, two of which Matt completed, 
that was it throughout the game, man. Like they just, they said they were going to run the football and we're going to mix up who's getting it. Um, but they really challenged the Buffalo Bills. And, and, and maybe they saw something too a couple weeks ago where the Bills gave up like over 260 yards uh, to the Colts. You know, maybe they saw something there. But uh, clearly there's, there's something that the Patriots were able to exploit. And I think the frustration, which you saw from the questions, you know, post-game to Micah Hyde and to uh, Jordan Poyer and even Sean McDermott, like what he said about Bill Belichick, there's a lot of frustration there. And I think it was all brought on by the fact that, like, basically in a game where the weather conditions dictated something, like the Bills, who are a more talented team. Yep. I think it's safe to say that. Maybe they're more talented. I don't even know if they're more talented anymore. I mean, they were, but, they were favored in this game, and they they were – they are the – they are at the, home, too. They're at home. They, they have they have a, a higher ceiling offensively. And I, I think they're more talented. I, you know what? But I don't even care about that anymore. Like, this, this game – okay, for example – what did I take away from a weather game like that is I don't care what your ceiling is. If you can't run the football, if you can't find different ways to winning the game, you're not a team that's going to compete for a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, you're not. Yeah. Like, as good as this team can be, you play in Buffalo, you play outside the conditions. New England just took you to the woodshed, basically being like, yeah, we're just going to run the football, try and stop it, and the Bills couldn't stop it. Yeah. I mean, it's a problem. The Bills can't stop the run, and they can't run the football. And they ran, the, they ran, they ran okay, but, I mean, you know, the, the Pats were missing Kyle Duggar. Um, the missing agent climb was a problem for the Bills, but I mean that's not the excuse. I mean they passed the ball three times, like, and I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I tweeted out, but I had, I'd seen it in the pregame, and I didn't make the connection until afterwards. But Belichick was wearing um, when he was doing his interview with Lisa Salters, he was wearing a navy like a navy midshipman face mask. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it, I mean, if all we know about Bill Belichick, like he could have grabbed a a little blue mask you know they got to get the, the cases i'm everywhere he purposely put on a navy midshipman mask and then went out there and ran the ball 46 times and threw three passes like that doesn't seem like an accident to me no he's you know signaling what he was gonna do and they still signaling his intent on the pregame interview yeah and it's pretty it, amazing yeah and I mean, it, it is it is army navy week there is history there his dad coached uh, but, there for like 40 years but still yeah yeah but I mean, you know, and so he's, he's showing his allegiance, right? Who's pride of who he's rooting for? Yeah. Uh, but I'd say this: Navy has not been the same in this series the past five years. I think they've only won once in the past yeah. five in that matchup. But uh, yeah, both, my boy both Army a, Navy like to run football. My boy was just at Belichick. I, I think that Belichick saw he went out there for you know they went out there and did warm ups and did their, you know saw the weather, saw what was going on. You know, you go back in there and you you sort of you know not not change your game plan. But once they realized what was happening with the weather and how it was going to be impossible to throw the ball going one direction, th- this is what makes Belichick so great. Is he said, hey, you know right. what, we're, we're going to run it 46 well, times. I think what makes, makes Bill Belichick the best coach in the history of the NFL is he's able to maximize every single player's potential while at the same time minimizing their downside. Yep. Like Mac Jones, that's the coldest game he's ever played in. Think about this. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. Went to the Bulls school. Then he went to Alabama. Didn't play in any cold games. Like, hate to hate to get people to understand this. Had probably never been outside of practice in Foxborough, like, this year. Has never been in a game or a situation like that. He tweeted so in what 2015, I've never seen snow. <laughs> like, 2000, he's like 17 years old. I've never seen snow. So what's the one thing you don't want to do with a pivotal divisional game on the road? 
put your rookie quarterback who's done a tremendous job this year yep. and try to put on his shoulders to go win the game. Just, there's no need to do that. Your defense is playing well enough. Your offense is capable of running the football. And they did a masterful job. It, it really was like a clinic in being able to basically say, we're going to do one thing and can you stop us? And they couldn't. So you got to give a lot of credit to, to Coach Belichick. And, that, and that's where like every single time, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm, I was – I think a lot of people are like hesitant to jump on board for what he's done this year and what this team is because what, the, what he does gets overlooked. Like we like seeing like high, high powered passing games and down the field stuff and trick plays. And they just do like the simple things really, really well. And it just, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people get tired of it because it's, it's kind of boring, but sure it wins and it's successful, man. I mean, everybody who was, you know, not that Twitter matters, but like even on a text thread with, you know, some colleagues who remain nameless, like this game stinks. I hate this game. I don't want to go to jury duty tomorrow. Oh, um, Pete Prisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and I is mean, that why he's not? I'm not on with him today. Yeah, he's at he's at jury duty. Who doesn't find an excuse? And by the way, like Pete could find an excuse. Pete is one of the more miserable human beings. Like. Yeah. I, I've always been told like the advice is just walk in and say like you can't stand everyone like I'm the last person you want on the stand or last person you want on this jury. Pete like, is the I last can't stand it. That is Pete. He doesn't like anyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, 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 just all you have to do is walk in when they're doing the jury selection and say that, and they'll be like, "All right, this guy's out. Like, get him out of yeah. here." Yeah, Pete. Pete claims that he was recognized by a security guard. By the way. Do we believe that? Well, it it, it wouldn't have been as Pete Prisco. It would have been as you know. Some for the lollipop guild. I don't know. <laughs> the um, I was just looking at you know, uh, week. Let's see, what was it? Week uh, fifteen, two thousand one. Dolphins come to Foxborough. Pats win twenty thirteen. Tom Brady eleven and nineteen, hundred eight yards touchdown. Like, I'm. I, I think they're. I think the two thousand one comparisons are legit with with Mac Jones and this Patriots team and Tom Brady and that Patriots team. Just in terms of the way that they're built, how they want to win. Bel- like Belichick has sort of crafted it like that. They, they, they are, but they're different offensively. Like I, I will say this to forever because it was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn from Josh McDaniels. And that was, you know, the offense that I ran in, in at Notre Dame with Charlie Weiss is not the same offense as what he runs. Sure. It's just not, it's the same, you know, terminology, you know, your 56 protection protections, the same 56 protection, uh, no matter which place you're at. The difference is how they go about utilizing um, what they're doing in the passing game. And so it's, it's, they're similar, but they're not right. Like, yeah, they have a great defensive running game and it kind of stops there because the passing game is so much different. Things are so much more spread out the way they go about throwing the football. It's just, it's different. So there are similarities, but like, I, I hate making that like direct comparison or correlation because it's still not quite the same compared to what they were doing. And, and I'll just say this, you know, you always had kind of drew Bledsoe, as that backup who was behind Tom for a period sure. of time early on. Right. And you can take a little bit more risk to a degree mm. as far as what you're doing. Cause drew could come in and he could take over. Like, I don't think new England feels like they're in that position right now. If someone was to have to Mac Jones. So I think they have to be even more cognizant of how to protect him and how to get the ball out of his hand quick, which plays to his strengths. All right. Yeah. No, th- I think those are two fantastic points. My, my take, my sense of the 2001 comparison is more, more macro, but the offense is a great, I mean, that's you. I mean, I like that. I, I bring up the comparison. I'm like, all right, Brady, <laughs> Brady played in both offenses. Um, I mean, it's, 
obviously different in the way that they operate there. I sort of mean how they just have this this young quarterback, and you know, Tom was in his second year, Max a rookie, obviously, but just a, an efficient, like perfect mindset and a, and and sort of mental approach. And like you see, Mac, you know, I, I don't know if you watched his old his press conference after last night, but I mean, you know, it'd be pretty easy to be like, hey, you threw the ball three times. Like, do you want? To? He's like. He just kept giving credit to the offensive line over and over and over again. And he, I mean, that's not. Well, you see what Matthew Judon said? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> he played great on offense. Well, besides Mac, he's just turning really the ball off. I mean, yeah. But no, you know what that means? That means he's one of the guys. Exactly. Like when you can have one of the, like a veteran defensive player take a dig at you, um, that means you're one of the guys. Yeah. They like I mean, you. Yeah. But I just thought it was, I thought it was the way that Mac did it. Not that it's that hard to sit there and give credit to your offensive line when you threw three passes, but it was very just reminiscent of how you would see Tom Brady answer these press, these questions, these press conferences, a young player who already seemed to grasp that his coach doesn't want him saying anything like just, you know, just, it was like that. It was like that. I'm Alabama though. Anyone who followed him in, in the SEC. Oh, sure. Like he, sure. Exactly. But, the, but that made the yeah. transition like playing for Saban makes that it easier. easier. Yeah. Um, for sure. Any other thoughts from that game? The I thought it was Sean McDermott, uh, like firing Bill Belichick. Like, hey, dude, you have to go to Foxborough to play them. Like, do you know that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, look, Buffalo's going to be okay. They'll be a ten-win team, right? Yep. They play like Carolina, the Jets, and Falcons. Is it the Dolphins? Maybe yeah. uh, Falcons. So, or Falcons. Excuse uh, me. See, they have the, they have the Bucks, uh, the Pats, and then the Falcons, Jets, right. and Panthers. So they should get to ten wins. Right. So I'm saying they should win three more games, which yeah. puts them at ten. Maybe four. And then I Maybe. was gonna say I don't even know if I put them at that. Right. Like who are they beating? Are they beating Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay this week? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. And then New England and New England. Probably not. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I'll be so, picking so New England. I'll be picking New England based solely on what Sean McDermott said. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, just exactly. <laughs> Because Bill Belichick's going to have, like, the red ass for him. There's no doubt. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw Bel- Belichick came up doing his presser, and he was doing this thing where you can you can sort of, if you've, if you've watched, you know, like, I mean, I, I've done this for 10, 11, 12, whatever long I've been doing this. You know, I've seen a lot of Bill Belichick press conferences, just like anybody else. But you can tell when he's in a post game where he's happy and he's, like, pumped, but he doesn't want to let – he he does not want to let you know that he is. And he's like, it looks like he's almost like constipated because he's holding in this, like he's holding in this. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like he wants to laugh or smile. He, he wants like, to be like, ha, 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 who's the king? And but he, he's like, played great on offense and ran the ball. Very proud of the was it, was it similar to that? Like skip Bayless weird video he put out like two weeks ago when the Cowboys got demolished. And he's like, I, I, I think, was someone go back and look it up? What someone explained to me was he was trying to like act like he was gonna throw up, but he like couldn't or whatever. It was the it was like 15 seconds of him doing exactly what you just did, yeah. And it was the most not that like Skip Billis is the most awkward human being ever, like a guy who like where put post stuff on him. Certainly, he's like 65, he's like, post shirtless, stuff. He's, like, in a cowboy hat. like, what are you doing? Bro? Like, it's saying like in these shoes, I can't lose. He's like that guy who wears a, a jersey of someone, you know. Who's forty years younger than him? Like Jesus. So, but anyway, yes, it's so weird. But it was it was like similar to that. Like that's that's the best comparison I can make. Okay, yeah, I mean, basically, Belichick was like fighting back any kind of smile because he didn't want to reveal to the Bills, to the media, to anyone but his team how huge that game was for them. And that, and I think it was yeah. huge. Like the Bills. No, I mean it was. I mean, the AFC playoff seating, AFC, you know, AFC East division. 
I mean, literally, I'll just pose this question as a result of that of that game. Was last year, was that like the peak of what we're going to see for the Bills? I mean, because if you think about it, like the Pats should only continue to ascend from here, especially as, you know, Mac being a rookie, the other pieces they can add on. Barmore, Duggar, or Younger. I mean, did we, did we see the Bills peak as far as the AFC East last year? Was that the end of it? I mean, maybe, but that, that's sort of my point about the Belichick thing is because the Bills came into Foxborough last year and smoked the Pats, like like right. smacked them in the face. And yeah, but that was a different deal, right? I, I know, but the Bills won the division. Tom Brady's gone for the first year. They right, but they, they had a cap issues, the COVID opt-outs. You know, like, I, I, I look at that and I just say, like, that was their shot. They won the division, but now it's like everyone kind of forgets about it. That's what I, but that's my point is I think the Bills went in there last year and did that and thought, all right, you lost Tom Brady. This is this is our division now, pal. And then and this game was like Belichick's like, no, 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 no. Listen, yeah. Sean. Then MJ ten came in. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. hashtag MJ ten. How about MJ ten? Very good for him. You know, he's uh he's actually gonna be all he's gonna be doing is uh he's it's gonna be um Rope hats with American flags on them. Uh, Indiana shirts. Probably. Yeah. Jogger. Patriotic yeah, yeah. frat boy. It, it does sound like a, a, a street illegal gun. It, you know, like, MJ oh, like, you know, like MJ-10. Like, uh, something, you know, one of those. I don't know if it's going to go too well. You know, maybe I think of Mac-10. Like, oh. they probably like, oh, can't talk about that. You know? Mac-10 does sound like a gun. Is Mac-10 a gun? Is, it Is a gun? that a rapper? I don't know. People always ask AK if she's named after the gun. Like, 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 like the gun? That's her initial. Like yes, yeah. yes, like the gun. That's what she was named after. Like, just <laughs> for North Carolina. That's, that's who you married. I know. That's who you marry. Oh, uh, Nada says Mac Ten is a, a rapper and a gun. Okay, all right, there you go. You're right. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I. Hey, hey, I know my semi-automatic weapons. Okay, all right. <laughs> I know. I I know one. Thanks to my wife. Um, <laughs> I did not know Mac Ten was a rapper though. So, I guess you don't want to go. Ha- I guess you couldn't trademark it because it's trademarked by somebody else. So MJ Ten. That's kind of flirting with it too, though, because then you got this fellow named Michael Jordan. Well, just the fact you have MJ in there, it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to touch that. No, <laughs> really? I know, yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll uh, dive a little bit deeper into the AFC playoff race. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So, the Patriots, now the second favorite to win the, the AFC. Pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, what's wild is we've now got back New England versus Kansas City. Yep. I assume Kansas City is the other favorite. Kansas City is the favorite, yes. There you go. So then you've got those top two teams like we had with Mahomes versus, versus Brady. So that's the fun part about it. I just think the fun thing at this point in time of the season, and it's just like hard not to like laugh about it or smile, is you've like as of right now, it looks like New England's angling for Tampa. Like that's what our Super Bowl is going to be in LA. It's going to be unbelievable if that ends up being the storyline. I mean, I, I can only imagine, but Tampa looks to be one of the best teams in the NFC. The Patriots are what on a seven game win streak. Is that right right now? Patriots have won seven games in a row heading into their bye. It's correct. like they're the you know the other hottest team yep. in the NFL. It's hard not to sit there and go, holy crap, you could get a Brady versus Belichick Super Bowl before it's all said and done. I don't know that after last year, like we thought that was gonna be possible. No. Like it, it looked like after last year, like, hey, Tom, it was all about Tom Brady, like he was the guy. Um, that was what led them. And now like Belichick comes rearing back after this offseason. Probably one of his best draft classes in what a decade. Oh, yeah. And you're going, oh, that that like we may get treated to See, quite possibly thank, thank the greatest storyline in the history of the NFL. The greatest storyline in the history of sports. Because you we all right, first of all, the probability of the Patriots dynasty existing for 20 years is really, really minuscule. Like, it's the greatest dynasty in the history of sports. It's almost impossible to pull off in the free agency uh, era of, of professional era. football. And then... Salary cap free agency. Yeah, salary cap free agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salary cap era and the free agency era. And then to have the, the quarterback who stuck with... The, he had the same coach, the same quarterback for 20 years. So no transition whatsoever. The quarterback leaves, wins the Super Bowl with his other team, and then might meet the same coach in the Super Bowl two years later, and people are like, I don't want to see that. It's like, are you nuts? This will. This is who like, says they don't want to see that. I, I, I mentioned that I was like, this is what I said on Twitter. Like, this is what we're rooting for. People are like, I don't want to see that. Boy, it's like this is like. I mean, I'm trying to think what is so rare that it's like an asteroid hitting Earth. Like that's how rare it is. Which is I mean, not starting to seem like more likely than not these days. No, so true. Just people will. I mean, like, like Haley's comet comes around more often than this. Than the chances of this happening. God, do you remember the people who believed it was like a sign or something and they all drank the Kool-Aid and, and died? Yeah. It was like a mass suicide. Yeah. Not, that was not, crazy. Not, not, I remember being a young kid when that happened. My parents trying to explain what the hell that was. I have no idea what that has to do with the top three contenders out of the AFC. But, 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 but I'll, I'll ask you this. Are you drinking the Pats Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not going to kill me, then yes, I am. But that's where you know Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell's asked me this every week for the past five weeks. And I kept saying, ah, not quite, not quite, not quite, not quite. And then this past week, I am. And I think it purely has to do with the fact that they were able to beat the Buffalo Bills in their house with their arm tied behind their back. Yeah. Like literally a one. They tied, they tied their arm behind their back and said, let's go. They tied their own. Let's arm. get weird. <laughs> and they still beat the Bills. It was like, it was like quite possibly the hardest flex. We've seen in the NFL in quite some time. We haven't seen that few pass attempts since, what, 1974 or something like that? Uh, yeah, it was, that's, it was yeah. And they didn't even need to throw the last two passes. They could have easily just thrown like one pass the whole game. Uh, Not if you'll bring up the um, the the seeds again, because I just want to – what are your your thoughts on the 
uh, top three, uh, Brady, in terms of the... I mean, it's, it's New England, it's Kansas City, and then it's a, kind of a big question mark in my mind. Like, yeah. I don't buy into Tennessee. I just think since they've lost Derrick Henry, it's been a completely different team. The Colts are another, like, kind of hot team right now you might want to start thinking about. And then want to see the, they're, Baltimore they're the not giving up on. Yep. I, I know Baltimore's been, like, tough right now, but New England, Baltimore, and Kansas City are, to me, the top three out of the AFC. The thing for New England that I like so much about them, and we saw it we saw it last night, we saw it when they played the Chargers, they're just so physical and diverse in their run game that, like, look at these teams, Buffalo bat at stopping the run. You know, I don't, I'm not, if it's, if it's Sean McVeigh and, you know, Bengals, Pats, I'm, I'm taking the Pats and, you know, just out of principle. Chargers can't stop the run. Chiefs have been better, but I think the Pats can run on them. I think they can, I think they, I think the Pats can run on any team that they, there's not a team that's like, oh, that might be the Pats kryptonite, right? Like, I, that's the thing. And if the Pats get that one seed, you're talking about all these teams, several of whom are, are you know, I mean, tough, I guess they're tougher teams, but a lot of them, you know, sort of pass like they might have to come to New England and it might be just disgusting weather. And we've seen this a billion times that Belichick's just going to flex on them again. Although Mac will have to do something at some point. Yes. You know, for, I, sure. for sure. I really do believe that because everyone's going to be looking at that game plan and, you know, figuring out a way to forcing him to have to do more in the, in those conditions. So, yeah. um, all right. So I would, I would go New England, Kansas city. Uh, and then I'm with you. I think it's a very, like hot, it's it's tough to pick who your third contender would be. I think I'll still go Buffalo, but I'm I'm a little worried that the Pats may have put them in a bad mental state of mind. We actually have a uh, clip of uh, two uh, Bills. I think we have a clip of two Bills players being asked a question uh, after the Hoyer game. And Mike. Yeah. Over oh, forty years since the team has won a game, running two times in the game, that embarrassing? I mean, what kind Boy, of question? What are we doing, that? bro? What kind of question is that? It's a question. The nation's going to be criticizing you over calling it so. Uh, I'm asking. I mean, so that's keep that. Keep that. Uh, points. Yeah, we're 14, uh, four, 14, to, 14, 14 to 10. Is that the final score? We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah, all right. Um, they kept coming back to a couple of runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I'll, we'll remember that. I'll remember that. <clears throat> so, uh, the columnist in question asked him, was that embarrassing? Right. And, like, we talked about this a little bit on the, on the pod, on the recap, but it's like, <laughs> why are reporters so dumb? Why would you ask that question? It's a rude question. Um, Just don't say embarrassing. I, yeah, I think the wording of it is obviously what That's, yeah. upset Micah Hyde and Poyer for that matter. I thought they handled it pretty well. The reality is it'd be one thing if this was like the first game where they let up, you know, gave up a bunch of yards in the running game. Yeah. We saw that a few, you know, a couple of weeks ago, three, you know, two, two weeks ago versus the Colts. So it should be a little bit alarming. Um, yeah. And I think the other reason is just like the weather, like basically made them one dimensional and they still couldn't stop it. So look, there, there's an element of, he needs to have better, like, I don't mean maybe manners, just more respect in the yeah. way he's asking the question. And players after games are going to be more emotional, especially after the fact that they're frustrated. Like there's a part of them that, and you heard in the answer, they're like, dude, we held him to 14 points. Like in what world in the NFL does that not win you a game? 
Right. Well, when the weather conditions are like that, that's not when it wins you a game. Yep. And, and by the way, I remember playing in Buffalo. Um, at that point, DA was playing two for 14 with an interception, but it was good enough to get a win. Wow. Beat him 6-3. Roscoe Parrish botched a punt in his own territory. The wind was bad. Uh, wasn't quite that cool, but the wind was kind of, you know, crazy and gusty. So, yeah, like you can sit there and say, well, 14 points should win. No, like whatever you need to do is what's going to win. Right. You know, they lost the game earlier this year, 9-6 to Jacksonville. There's no weather issues there. So that's the hard part about it is um, you can tell there's there's some fractures right now in the locker room with the frustration mm. with the offense because it hasn't been quite as good um, since they started off with 4-1, 5-2, I believe. Yep. They, they haven't been quite as good offensively. They can't run the football like you talked about. And defensively, they haven't been as good as I think everyone expected them to be. So there's frustration right now for Buffalo, and, and I get it. Um, and, and look, I'll just say this too. I think COVID's played a role in leading to this because when those reporters are able to be at your locker almost every day, oh, yeah. you see them, you talk to them, you're more humanized, right? And like you can kind of both see each other in that way. I think you gain more respect that way. And when you don't get to see people quite as often, then you, and I believe it was Jerry Sullivan who asked the question. Yep. Then you get them spouting off on social media after the fact. Like, oh, this guy's can't answer the tough questions. No, dude, it's not that. It's just the way you asked it. Yep. You know, it's like the tone in which and how you ended up wording it. So that's my and, problem with it. Is I think part of COVID led to this and like that's the, right. I know you're distancing and not letting the block room, but even just even him going off afterwards about it, like he feels like he did nothing wrong. Yeah, he, the question was terrible. All you can so to your locker room point. Also, you can go into the you can go to the locker room after the game, and if you have a relationship with somebody on the defense, you can pull them aside and say, "Hey, like you know, you know, what are your th- like? Talk to me about the run, you know, talk to me about the run defense." And instead of having to ask, and, and a player privately might be like. Yeah, hell yeah, we're embarrassed. Like we got run through, but like you know, don't don't put that. Right. In but if you have to, if you have to raise your hand and you know, in front of a room full of people and it's on TV and you're like, well, are you you guys embarrassed? Like forty years haven't seen anything that bad. And maybe they don't I like to be honest with that, though. Some of the reporters are some of the most awkward human beings ever. It's unbelievable. You know, like they're they're the type of person that doesn't have like any like I don't know self awareness or like social awareness where like you'll be in a room with a bunch of people and you'll introduce them to someone. And they'll turn around and the guy will be right behind them. They'll be like, Hey, that person's got a funny face. You know, like they'll, they'll say it loud enough <laughs> where they can hear. And you're like, yeah. I feel so awkward right now. Like it's, it's kind of one of those things. Like they're, they're like awkward. Like don't know how to, who like talk to people normally, like in social settings. Right. And they just blurt something out and they're like, Oh, what's wrong with that? It's my job. I'm supposed to ask, you know, questions. It's like, no, maybe you can do a better job of how you go about asking. Yeah, just don't use the word embarrassing. I mean, that's just not what, these guys you're you're you you are calling them an embarrassment in front of a bunch of people you're saying they should be embarrassed it's you know the, the phrasing was all and, and you're right i, I, think, think, I think that comes out too though because of the conditions because of how new england like ran the football on them but also because of the success they had last year yep. like if they weren't expected to be the top of the afc east this year which they were there was they were looked at as a potential super bowl contender i think you picked them didn't you uh pretty did i mean i might, I might, have, okay. I might have some i might have some of the super bowl too yeah um, I didn't but, winning, but I said like there. case in point, like that's the expectations that they were able to accomplish last year and had coming in this year. I mean, if you're being real with yourself, like, yeah, you should be embarrassed for that. If you're expecting to win a Super Bowl, like how, how is, how is that any statement of how, you know, where you need to be right now with your team? If you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the bills have a lot of questions to answer and uh, the Patriots suddenly find themselves back in that familiar spot on the top of the heap in the AFC. 
Brady Quinn is about to find himself in a familiar spot on CBS Sports HQ. That's right. In a few, uh, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're not, if you watch it on two, if you listen on, now you know what it happens on Tuesday. Watch him every Tuesday at four p.m. Usually with Pete Briscoe, but Pete's stuck in uh, the courthouse. Jury we don't know. Duty. I cannot believe he's actually in jury duty. Yeah, he's like we lunch break till one fifteen. These people do nothing. What's going on here? People are snoring and so, it's like shut up, Pete. Um, Some great. part of me too though feels like he's gonna try to like enjoy it or be like, hey, get paid too to sit there and listen to stuff. Like it's kind of like a real life soap opera. You know, like I yeah. watch that stuff. I watch those soap operas. He does watch soap operas. It's weird. I know it's really weird. Cats, soap operas. It's a weird, it's a weird yeah. deal. Very weird human being. Pete Prisco. Pete Prisco. Also an awkward question asker. You embarrassed by that? That was pathetic. Um, and that's the thing is like, I bet he had no problem with that. I, I literally, he'll be like, yeah. oh, they need to have thicker skin. It's like, yeah. okay, okay, little guy. I mean, it, you know. Just... <laughs> I think, I think Pete has like, 15 to 20 stories about almost getting beat up by NFL players for the, the stuff he would ask or the stuff he would write. He's like, so deal with it. Ah! And then run away. Like, uh, all right. Brady Quinn, as always, my man. Good times. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.